By God alone I'm saved from my sin To God alone be glory, amen Hello and welcome to a little mini episode today uh, with Lydia and myself we just want to share a couple books that we're reading and just give a little bit of insight on that mm-hmm. and um, hopefully a little encouragement for some of you out there to dig into some of these books. Yeah. So yeah, Lydia, go go ahead. What I'm reading right now, and I want to be I want to be honest, I don't I don't read with my eyes. I have to listen to audiobooks while I'm doing something else. How do you even retain it? I have I have no reading comprehension if I'm reading with my eyes. It's terrible. What? Yeah, I have to keep reading and rereading. So if there's anybody out there with that same problem, I encourage you to go check out some audiobooks. Yeah. And maybe your library's got some access for you for free, or sometimes people read them on Spotify or on YouTube. So I know there's a lot of pressure to read through things, but I think we can read through listening. So Yeah, Currently, absolutely. I'm listening to the audiobook, The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self by Carl Truman which deep (laughs) it's so good it's so good and he is really setting up this look at how did we get from where we were culturally a hundred years ago to where we are today Mm. so if i were to ask my grandfather hey does your work make you happy he probably wouldn't have had any concept of what does that mean, right? Like yeah. my kids are fed, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, or how is it that today somebody can tell you, hey, I feel like I'm a man trapped in a woman's body. Mm. How would that have been heard 150 years ago? <laughs> but why is it that today people hear that and we have any semblance of understanding of what they're talking about. So it's sort of what were the cultural dominoes that got us from there to where we are today and how this was influenced through education, psychology, those types of things. And, And Carl Truman, I forget which college he's at but he is a christian professor and he is he is sort of outlining this for us so that we know what it is that we're actually grappling with Mm. and that this there is a a rationale for how we got from point a to point b and what the way back is oh nice so does he give you like points of kind of how to refute these things and deal with these things like tangibly within our culture. Have you heard that yet? No, I haven't heard that yet. What it what it largely feels like so far, because I haven't finished the book, is it's it's really just letting us know how do we get here. And for me, when I can understand the other person's position and how their thinking led them to where they are. Yeah. I can do a much better job when it comes to apologetics or when it comes to teaching them. And so this very foreign concept to us, how do we, how do we engage that? I think was an organic response to what I'm hearing him teach. Okay. So it is a, it is a Christian book and it is by a Christian author within a Christian worldview. So I, I'm, I'm having a good time reading through it. I love that. Yeah. What are you reading right now? Oh, I'm a, so completely different (laughs) kind of reader than you are. Do you read with your eyes? Oh, I have to. And highlighting, book in hand. It can't be on a tablet or a Kindle. You write in your books. I write in my books. I highlight in them. 
Oh, girl. For somebody who doesn't actually tangibly read books with my eyes, I'm You're so, cringing at that. I'm so offended that somebody would <laughs> write a book. Now, if it's a, a really old historical kind of book, okay. I don't. But like my new ones that... So some you know, things are sacred. Some things are sacred. Well, I mean, I... <laughs> I mean, I do mark up my Bible, but I'm also passing my Bible on to my children. Yeah. And I want them to see where I've been. My husband, on the other hand, is completely different. Like, he's like, don't even break the spine at all. Uh-huh. I don't want my Bibles to look new for 100 years. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I'm also, to a fault, really bad about, I'm reading multiple books. But I'm only going to share a couple. Okay. <laughs> well, one, and then we're going to do kind of one together. But right now I'm reading Emmys for Mama. A Rebellion Against Mediocre Motherhood. And Ooh. that is by Abby Halberstadt. I may have said that wrong. Those are fighting words, mediocre motherhood. Yes. Oh, and girl, she pulls out the punches. And it's great. Like, uh-huh. it's amazing. And it's just talking about, you know, we live in this culture where it's like, if your kids are just fed and survive the day and you got to your wine, it's wine o'clock and they're in bed and they're alive, Mm -hmm. then you did great mom. Yeah. And, um, just this, where we just no longer have a standard for excellence in motherhood Yeah, and our call and our role biblically, this is obviously a Christian book. And, uh, it's, it's really challenging because after each chapter there is reflection there's a scripture memorization, and there's also like these questions. Like the the last chapter I read was, "Tell me three things you're gifted in, and, th- and then three things that you struggle with." Mm-hmm. And I'm usually somebody who I will be like, eh, "I'm just gonna move to the next chapter and not do these questions." But as I'm digging deeper and deeper deeper into biblical motherhood, biblical womanhood, uh, you know, becoming reformed yeah you really you're like man i need to understand these things and i don't want to just be a surface level christian i i want to really be doing the things and understanding and and being sanctified and being uh, not so prideful that i'm not willing to allow the holy spirit to change my attitude and behavior and so i've been like i can't move on until i finish these questions and so it's it's really great because she just talks about how, you know, she, the second chapter, I'm only two chapters in because I won't move forward. And I just got this book a couple days ago, so I don't feel bad that I'm only two chapters in. But uh, it's the last chapter that I read, she talks about comparison. Yeah. And how, you know, we live in this culture where we think that we have to be doing it all. Or if we're not doing what this mom's doing, then we're not doing enough. And there's this... Um, and then, and then there's the complete opposite of you know, if your children are just fed and, yeah. you know, alive, then mom, you're doing great. Mm-hmm. And where do we find that? You know, what is our charge and our call as mothers? And are we looking to scripture for excellence in motherhood? And are we mm-hmm. willing to allow the Holy Spirit to convict us and change our behaviors and our attitudes? Well, this sounds like a really good book. Oh, it's good. It's so good. And so I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, she, she does pull out some punches and she talks about how we're not all gifted in the same things and mm-hmm. we're not all convicted towards the same things and to not look at somebody else's pasture and think that that's the standard that you need to be at, mm-hmm. that God made you specifically for your children mm-hmm. in the ways that he made you and to not worry about what everybody else is doing. And in this age of Pinterest, Instagram, mm. Facebook, we're so, she doesn't bring this up. This is just my own, uh-huh. but we're so guilty of comparison. Yeah. And like, we only see people's highlight reels, mm-hmm. right? Like they're not showing us most people 
Unless they're the moms, unfortunately, that are like, hey, it's wine o'clock and my mm-hmm. kids are alive and look at how trashed my house is, but I don't really care. I'm just going to... Yeah. Well, and this this maybe is not the best comparison, but do you remember back in the days of boy bands and like there was like Spice Girls? Are you kidding me? Like, do yeah. I remember? That was like my prime. You know how there was always like, I'm the older brother. Like I'm the, I'm the flesh and <laughs> singer. Like yeah. I'm, I'm Posh Spice, right? Yeah. Everybody had their own thing that they were gifted at. Yeah. And it wasn't like, why can't I be all of them? Well, I want to be sporty and posh. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like, uh, you know, when it comes to motherhood, I think sometimes we forget we're on a team with our sisters in Christ yeah. who are in our local communities. Mm-hmm. And the things that you're really good at, that's wonderful. And I want to champion you to be really good at those things. Yeah. And that I want to embrace the things that I'm good at. Yes. And then I can come help you with that. And then you can come help me with this. Yes. Because we were never meant to do everything. Right. Yes. And rewind, you know, 400 years ago, we would have all been doing our laundry at the river together. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And now we're doing our loads of laundry on our own. We would have never gone through and sheared our own sheep, washed all the wool by ourselves. We would have had neighbors come in, right? Women would have been quilting together. We were never designed to be in these isolated... To live in community alone. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. We weren't designed for that. We were designed to do these things together. I love that you say that because we're going to talk next (laughs) about the book that... Another book I'm reading, and I don't know if you've read the book, but you're extremely familiar with the author... Mm -hmm. So it's called The Gospel Comes with a House Key, and it's Practicing Radically Ordinary Hospitality in a Post-Christian World. Mm -hmm. And it's Rosaria Butterfield. And this is like, she hits so hard on these things. She does. Wowzers. And it's not even aggressive. She has the most sure, authoritative, like... Well, these are just the things that we ought to be doing. Yeah. And it's not, she's not like, she's not bludgeoning people. Nope. I don't know how to explain where her spirit, how it comes across. And I think it's because, you know, in one of our episodes, we talked about, you know, for me, my interview, mm-hmm. how I can speak on things because I've lived them yeah. and, and made error in them, but I've grown through them. Mm-hmm. And so for Rosaria, she came from the LGBTQ community. <laughs> I just say that slow. Um, and she wrote a lot of the the lingo and the language that's acceptable within this community. Because she was like the premier voice at yeah. one point. She was a lesbian. She was a professor. Mm-hmm. She was doing that independent, feminist, rage yeah. against the machine kind uh-huh. of living and she she ultimately was writing a book. This is kind of explained in The Gospel Comes with the House Key. And she always told her students, like, hey, we can't, essentially, we can't attack the enemy. We can't uh, discredit them unless we understand their book. Uh-huh. And so reading the Bible and understanding it, she went to a pastor. And mm-hmm. she just thought that he was, she was, he was going to be he her. Sent her. I think he sent her an invitation to dinner. Okay. So I didn't know that because she only gives snippets of it in oh, the book. But okay. you've watched a lot of her stuff. I could be told, I could be making it up. No, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that you're not. <laughs> and she said that in the book, she says that she was going to use him as her unpaid yes. assistant. Like mm-hmm. research assistant. And she said as soon as she, she, well, she fought herself. She didn't want to go in the door. But the moment that she stepped through, like, the threshold of the door, mm-hmm. like, it was game over. Like, yeah. it was a completely different environment. They practiced radically ordinary hospitality. Yeah. And it drew her in. And she spent two years in their home studying the Bible before she stepped into the church. But what she went to refute, God used for his glory. Right. And just completely changed her. And I think that... 
Uh, the reason she's so well versed and does this so gently, but with such authority, is because she's been on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's really a force, and she's got a lot of YouTube content. She's uh, her first book, I think, was the unlikely thought or the secret thoughts of an unlikely convert. Okay. And then the gospel comes with a house key. I think she's got a couple other ones. And then she's got a, a whole a whole library from her former life where she was yeah like I, she was the premier thinker of of her of her that space. culture yeah yeah she really pioneered um, that. So I would really recommend anybody out there to go go check her out. Yeah, she's great, and she just talks about bringing people into her home and that community and how we like you were saying with the Ms. Her Mama book and mm-hmm. motherhood, how we're not meant to do life alone and we're meant to to fill in the spaces for each other and bringing people into our home and mm-hmm. playing the role of, um, you know, the hospitality role yep. and, you know, being a guest in your home and allowing others to do for you. And it's just a really great thing. And I'm excited because she's going to be, I think just virtually, but I'm going to that true women conference in September. And she's one of the speakers for the pre-conference. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just virtually, but I'm really excited to be able I to be hear too. from her. Yeah. So, so uh, in review, I'm reading the rise and triumph of the modern self by Carl Truman. Danielle is reading M is for mama by what's her name? Abby Halberstadt. That's a, okay. Halberstadt. How do you spell Halberstadt? H-A-L-B-E-R-S-T-A-D-T. Okay. And then the book that we both are recommending is The Gospel Comes with a House Key by Rosaria Butterfield. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was this mini. We'll see you guys soon. Bye.